0: This episode, we're going to show you what you need to be a student-athlete and how to be Brooklyn Tough. Tune in. This show is sponsored by StratFitNYC. Looking for efficient, inspiring, and effective fitness for the only body you get in this lifetime? Go to StratFitNYC.com, and it's all up to you. Dare to dream of something you really want and go for it. That's StratFitNYC.com. All right, welcome to... Joining me now, we have a very special guest who is Brooklyn Tough. I love the background. Brooklyn Tough, Miss Irma Garcia. She is the Assistant VP and Director of Athletics for St. Francis College, your own St. Francis College Terriers right here in Brooklyn. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, Cameron. I am so excited to speak to you and uh, hopefully one day I'll get to meet all your kids and speak to them in person. So excited about the questions, excited about being here and sharing my story.
0: I'd like to do my flower segment early. Now, listen to me. I-, I read this somewhere and I looked it up. This is the first Latina athletic director in the country.
1: Yes, I am. My ladies.
0: Yes. See, yes, I own-, own it. Go ahead. Own it.
1: That's right. So- you know, yes, I am. And, you know, the one thing is that I don't want to be the last. So hopefully young kids coming up in the roots and saying, you know, I want to be doing something special as well.
0: Thank you for being the first. Thank you for being a trailblazer and most certainly will not be the last. Just give us a brief bio of a day in the life of the athletic director.
1: I still say so. I I came up the ranks of uh, was a student athlete at St. Francis College, Uh, went out to teaching, doing similar things that you do. Then went back to, uh, they asked me to come back to coach my alma mater, and I accepted. And so I was a women's basketball coach, and then worked my way up to assistant AD, then associate AD, and now living my dream. There is not one day that goes by that I say I am so grateful for the opportunity to mentor and inspire so many young kids uh, in whatever they want to do.
0: That is, a gr- wow. See, listen, they asked, they asked for her to come back. So that lets you know that you've made an imprint on, on people's lives. And I didn't know you see now. Now you're touching a homegrown. I'm going to say homegrown now because you said you went there, you played there and they asked you to come back homegrown. So they said you are you are Brooklyn tough. That's right. right? This, it's in your blood, in your veins.
1: I lead Brooklyn. That's for sure. It's in my blood. Anywhere I go, they go, What's your accent? I said, I'm from Brooklyn. I say it very <laughs> proudly. Brooklyn yeah. is in the house.
0: Oh, that just gave me I love when people say, Yeah, I, I came back home and set it off and made it right. And that's what you did. I love it. So, what made you interested in your work? Like, what made you interested in being an athletic director?
1: So, I was, um, I'm one of eight. So um, mommy, papi from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. daddy's from, papi's from uh, Santuce. my mommy's from Mayagüez. And so I, I am one of seven girls and a brother. And so we're very close. We're a year apart. My dad at a very young age uh, used to take us to all the types of games, baseball, football. We watched TV. He explained the games to us. So we decided that we were going to have the Garcias against everybody else right so in the <laughs> school backyard because our school I lived on 65 uh, South 3rd Street in Williamsburg south side of Williamsburg and so there was a schoolyard, Saint St. Peter's and Paul and so we will go and play against everybody else and then we just add on some of our cousins too just for a break but that's when I first got it in my blood that I that's something I want to do when I get older and even when I was in high school I remember clearly when they make you get up and say, "What are you gonna be? I said, well, I'm, I'm gonna be an athletic director. And so at a very young age, I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to work with students. So when I had the opportunity to be the women's basketball coach, I also was a senior woman administrator. It's a role just given to the highest uh, level for a woman in athletics. And so I worked with all the students. And so it was an easy transition over. Um, and there was maybe some hiccups along the way saying, do I really want to be a director of athletics? Uh, at the end of the day, I say, yes, and here I am, and I'm loving every day of it.
0: Awesome. See, Being an athletic director, you you get the, the pulse of everybody, right? You get to see mm-hmm. the true effects of, of where your heart is, where your love is, where your passion is. And you just put your imprint on everything. You just watch it. Uh, blossom and grow. And then you also figure out, okay, I got to go fix this. I got to go fix that. And you know where to step in and how to step in and being a former athlete, being a former athlete, you think differently toward cause you have that there's a level of understanding that you have, right? There's a level absolutely. of care and connection. So absolutely having that, I, I,
1: I say that uh, in this role, in this role, um, the advantage is that I was a student athlete. So I know what a student athlete may go through um, and then I was a coach. So then I know what coaches are going through and what are some of their needs in order for them to succeed and exactly for the student athlete as well. And then now that I'm in a role where I work with the president closely, Miguel of science, and he is incredible, right? He allows me to grow in my role, but to work not only with the student athletes, I work with all students. Um, and that's the fun part. You're, you're a director of athletics, but as a assistant VP, you're in with other conversations that how to inspire and help those other students that are going to go through the doors left and right and guide them in places that they've never been to.
0: I love that the president doesn't just stick you in. I'm big on I'm big on like not allowing people to stick you in boxes like, OK, you're an athletic mm-hmm. director. That's what you that's it. That's it. Um, right. And I love that, you know, he's allowing you that space to grow have your reach and grow out to others. Right. Because and we are and all and a
1: great supporter. You know, right. So you need right. you need people in that space to be great supporters as well.
0: We're all part of the village. Right. Mm-hmm. We all have roles, but we're all part of the village and our reach is very important. So I'm very, Absolutely. I'm happy that you have that space and you're allowed to do that.
1: Um, how many students do you usually work with? I like to say twenty five hundred, which is all student students mm-hmm. in general. But uh, as an athletic director, we have 21 sports and there are 300, about 300 student athletes, give or mm-hmm. take, depending on the day. It, it, it continues to grow. So we can have in on the swim team, it's like 60 student athletes. And, um, okay. mm-hmm. and we have tennis where men's tennis is maybe 12 student athletes or, um, you know, women's tennis would be six student athletes. Um, so mm-hmm. there's, there's a variety of student athletes that, the greatest thing that I can hang my hat on is their grades. And I, and I think that should be spoken about here because that's what I always put student-athletes. If you notice, it's always about the student first and then the athlete second. And I take pride in that. Our GPA as overall for those 300 student-athletes are 3.4. Um, and they do extremely well. So I think school is really important that students understand the, and emphasize, and I emphasize that the school school is very important in order for you to succeed in anything that you do. The student comes first before the athlete. Almost every student athlete receives an athletic, academic scholarship. Yeah. yeah, we get that first before we get the athletic scholarship.
0: They worry about. They have to make sure you get into the school first before you can come play, children. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, Coach yes, Johnson is important. not crazy. I'm trying to tell you that you got <laughs> to get into the school first before you can play.
1: Most student athletes come in with a purpose. They come in with a passion mm. to what they want to do. And when they come in, they already have this structure mindset that they understand what it's going to take to be a student athlete. So prior to coming on to St. Francis, I meet with every prospective student that wants to be a student athlete. And so those are the questions I want to make sure that they are invested in, in the college as much as I am invested in them. So it's got to be a two-way street. Once the kid comes into the school, they kind of know what they have to do now. Most of the time, sometimes they, they will stray. And that's a conversation. When when kids are stray and they don't understand what is necessary to continue to be a student athlete, this is just a conversation. And most of the time, either the embarrassment or um, the fact that you have to sit in the AD's office is enough to, to know that you got to straighten your act out. But very rarely that happens. What I, I really enjoy about our student athletes is that they're leaders, they're true leaders. They come in and they accept the role to be a leader. And that's what I challenge every prospective student athlete. You're an athlete first when you're coming in. Your mindset's that way. But then when you come to St. Francis, is, you got to turn it around because what we need from you is for you to lead as you get as a freshman. And now when you leave here from St. Francis, that you're going to do some great things, whatever you want to do. Because, I mean, we talk about student athletes say they they want to be in the pros or whatever, but that's not the real life. You know, real life is that you take your life lessons and you become a pro at whatever you're going to do. It's not becoming a pro just to be uh, a basketball player or a football player. There's other things that you can be a pro at coach uh-huh. you know what i challenge is that your kids at that age middle middle school right what mm-hmm. what age is that that's 12 That's
0: 6 7th and 8th grade so that's 12 to 14, 12, 14
1: i I, I challenge your kids to take that next step because most kids will start looking like 8th grade first uh, you know maybe maybe even sophomore junior year i challenge your kids to start thinking about college now and start thinking about what they want out of college and some people say I only want two years and then go into the real world, or maybe I want to, you know, develop into something that bigger than what I'm I'm aspiring to be. But I challenge your kids to come to St. Francis. You know, I'll give them a tour and uh, they can mingle with our student athletes and they get a real sense of what it means to go to college.
0: Wow. That would be great. I love that. Y'all heard it here first. You have been invited to come try out St. Francis and come take a look. Get a feel and taste of it. I I really appreciate that. This is why this is important. We need to reach out to our community absolutely, and, and talk and have these discussions because I wouldn't know that if we didn't talk, that your doors were open to set up for kids. I wouldn't know that, right? Absolutely. We all need to do a better job, right, in our village, in our own village to use the resources that are available. And, so, and I'm going to mm-hmm.
1: push this even more. Our president is that engaging that he would meet with them as well. He would wow. even go okay. to your classroom and talk to your kids, because that's how important it is for, for them to see, for your student, students to be able to see people of um, that can give them opportunities, that can show them different ways of looking at things. He's, in, he's incredible. Leadership, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starfleet Leadership Academy, its ongoing mission to develop leaders through Star Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. A Star Trek podcast told through the lens of leadership development. Subscribe today, the Starfleet Leadership Academy. Have you had any stereotypes placed on you, and how do you stay motivated? Being a woman in uh, athletics. Now it's being more, it's more common. But when I started, when I was the AD back in 2007, in a room with all men, it was difficult because they don't take you serious. And so at a very young age, we are learned, I'm descent of Puerto Rican. So um, we we follow whatever our parents tell us. So they say, whatever goes, goes. And that's it. You sit down at a certain time to eat dinner, blah, blah, blah. You never question anything. So what I learned when I became the AD was that you had to use your voice. And Mm. so I was always the first one to raise my hand. I didn't know what I was asking. I didn't know what I was saying, but I was going to let them hear my voice and that there was a woman in that room. I mean, I remember as a coach, you know, I have a male uh, coach with me and automatically the other team would come over, Mm. the coach would come over and address the male coach as opposed to me. And uh, when they and I was young back then, when I was I started back in 1998 and I was like only 28 when I was coaching mm. first as a head coach. And but yet the same thing it's like people just just uh, question who you are because you're a woman. And so for me, it's always been like, I got to talk first. I got to let them know that Brooklyn's in the house. Right. I got to right. let them know that my accent is just OK, you know, because right. for me. You know, sometimes that was my first language was Spanish, right? And so I I have difficulty sometimes speaking certain words. So for me, it's important for me to continue to use my voice. And and it and I don't know if it ever goes away. You know, I don't know it as as being a female in this job or being, you know, Latina in this world is ever gonna, there's people always gonna question or people always gonna look at you in a certain way. But for me, the struggle is not that. The struggle is how do I respond to it? And um, for me, it's it's important to use your voice, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. I, and I, and I push your kids to question everything. You know, raise your hand if you don't understand it, or if you don't. It's okay to say what you have to say respectfully. But yeah, it's important to use your voice.
0: What would you tell your younger self? This trips up everybody. Everybody just makes this face, but I want to see what would you tell your younger self
1: have fun, you know, enjoy life, learn, read more books, be inquisitive, you know, just, just look at things differently. Like, I mean, how many times do you go outside and you notice the leaves or notice there's just one piece of grass in one little space and why, and, you know, and question, why that, why, how did that happen? You know, I definitely would just say I always had fun, to be honest with you, but I would have more fun because I know so much more now than I did when I was a kid. Being number three, you're kind of almost the middle child. And so Mm. you always get pushed around a little bit here and there. Imagine if I was the first or the last because those are the ones that get treated real special. Right.
0: Mm. And then
1: sometimes (laughs) sometimes. <laughs> I'm the well, my I'm baby the first. Sister is still things. We're old, much older, and she uh-huh. still thinks she's the baby, baby, <laughs> baby. You know, like she's back in the day. Anything that you do, really mm-hmm. have passion for it. Feel like, you know, wow, this is special, this is fun. Enjoy it.
0: I'm glad you keep this is the second time you brought the word passion and mm-hmm. I'm I'm big on that.
1: If anybody if you know me as well as Rob Coach Rob, mm-hmm. he he could tell you that I'm passionate about life you know yeah. i mean anything that i do i do it with passion with heart I, I really believe in leading and this is one of the things i do which is different from most places is that i lead with my heart you know i make a decision it's basically from my heart i used to lead with my mind in my head and you know yes no and now I'm more compassionate. And when I'm compassionate, it's really because it's passion. It's like you're really feeling it and you, you're you in it with that person. When you make that decision, I put myself in that person who's asking for that request. And like, why is that person asking? It must mean something. So then my answer is going to come back a little bit more passionate than, than somebody saying yes or no.
0: It's going to be more meaningful, more impactful. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Passion, for sure. So what do you like to do on your free time?
1: Okay, I used to love to read, right? But I do read a lot because I have a lot of papers to read. But what I like to do is go for long walks. Um, again, it's just just enjoying what I see, meeting people. I love talking to people. People and people know that when I get off the train to go to St. Francis, it may take me a half an hour or an hour to get from half a block because we're we're all in blocks, right? Half a block because I talk to everybody. I Mm. think it's important to learn something new every day. So the more I speak to people, the more I learn from people. I also love to play golf. It's a sport I picked up because when you become uh, in this role as AD, everybody plays golf. So I end up Mm. picking it up and I enjoy it. I did pick up playing guitar. I mean, I Mm. wish I could play it like in a Spanish way, but I can't. Not yet. (laughs) I'll get there. But I do enjoy playing guitar. Um, but most of, most of the time, I just really enjoy just meeting people and just talking to people and, and learning something new every day. Uh, do
0: you have anything like festivals or anything going on at St. Francis right now that maybe the kids can come by, walk by, uh, hang out or, you know, anything for the parents?
1: There's always something at St. Francis. Um, that's a beautiful before COVID. We had a right. revolving door. I mean, it was like in and out, in and out, in and out. We're just starting to get back. so. In order Mm. to get into St. Francis, you actually have to be vaccinated. I think I'm sure at your place it's the same way. Um, But we're just starting to get back. We have games and we open it to everyone and Mm. women's basketball. We just finished men and women's basketball, as you would know. But we just had um, water polo and the place was packed. We just uh-huh. have men's volleyball. It's so much fun to watch. I don't know if anybody ever watched men's volleyball. It's exciting. And then our spring sports are kicking in. Women's volleyball is in. Uh, women, men and women's soccer are playing as well at the Brooklyn Bridge Park. So mm-hmm. if you want, I can give you a list of, you know, say, you know, I like to bring the kids to a game or your, be our guest. As long as you let us know ahead of time, I, the oh, more good. the merrier. The other thing I, I love enjoying to do is like really talking to parents Uh, you know, what does it look like to go to college? Mm -hmm. Um, If your daughter or son would go to college, what would it look like? And the process that it takes. And I really think that people misjudge the fact that they think that junior year is when you start looking at colleges, I think it's a misconception. I think it's the group that you're in now. Um, And I like to say that, you know, when I was a kid, I was already thinking of college when I was around sixth to seventh grade, believe it or not, I just wanted yeah. to doubt something because no one has ever done it in my family. So I All wanted right. to be the first in that. Um and I think that's that as they start to think of what they want to do, the parents are going to be a huge part of this and they and they should be part of it. Even though they're very busy, um understandably so many parents today have to work and they work very hard, but you know, it's important for students to also go up and just discuss that with their parents. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? What have you done? You know, where what do you see as in college? What was college look like to you as well? But it's a it's a conversation. I always think that communication is really important to start at the age uh, that you're teaching.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, for the information. And thank you for, like, like I said, you're allowing people in, in your space and you're willing to talk. And I'm sure, you know, any parent that's out there, if you want to have access and have a conversation, let me know. I will direct you to the right place to we'll make it happen. You know, coach, coach will, hey, if, you, if you're into it, I'll, you know, try to find a way to make it happen. So, thank you <laughs> for coming on. I'm glad, so glad I, I was able to have you in this space. And this is so informative and I'm so glad that you you're in the neighborhood and, you know, and around that we can have access and really, you know, help these kids out. Because I Absolutely. see it. I see it now. You, while you were talking about it, I felt the like the realness. right? Well, Brooklyn, it's, this, it's, Brooklyn, it's Brooklyn really in the our house. Job.
1: It's our job to do this is to give back. I grew up in Brooklyn, so that's the only way I know is to give back to the kids and, and allow them to see all the things that I've done. It's possible. It's really, really is possible. And I I embed that into the kids that we coach today at at the college. They know that when they come to St. Francis, they're going to do something great after they leave St. Francis. And that's what you want to do, that they're going to go on and do some great things, be good citizens, um, really change the world.
0: I'd like to thank Ms. Garcia for coming on. If you have any questions or need access, please feel free to contact me and I will send the information to Ms. Garcia's way. And you're probably going to be hearing a lot from her because we're about to get off of this right now. And we're going to make some other stuff happen because I really like the energy of what's going on here. Let's say thank you again.
1: Thank you for Uh, having me. This has been wonderful.
0: I always like to end with a quote, any and everything you do, you do with passion and grit, find your passion and get to it. That's a coach. K. Love
1: Love it. Peace out.